0: Welcome to episode two of the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am Chase Merrill, your host, and we got a couple uh, chatty guests with us today. First and foremost, my bride, Holly Ann uh, Merrill, is with me today, the most important person on the entire planet, and our youngest daughter, Joy. Uh, Hello.
1: Hello. Glad to be here. Was not planning on Joy being with us in this, but we're going to roll with what we've got. Yeah. Because this is what we've
0: got. Lots going on. And she's a super she's extra chatty today.
1: Extremely chatty.
0: So, well, you just gave us a little snapshot. Uh, how you feeling? Just, this whole, we don't normally do podcasts together.
1: We've never done a podcast together. I've never been on a podcast.
0: This is your first time ever on a podcast?
1: Yeah, I don't know when I would have been on a podcast before this.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> well... Uh, So this is going to be fun. It's already been fun getting to this point, trying to prepare for this. And this is a great picture and snapshot of what it's like to be married with kids, four kids under seven, and the chaos and craziness that's coming. Really? Will you take this? So will you share <laughs> just a little snapshot on... Who we are together, who you are. Give us just a little bit. Introduce yourself a little bit.
1: Yeah. We met when we were 12 and 13, 13 and 14.
0: Yeah, I was at least, I was at least a teenager. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, you're 13 probably. Yeah. I was 14. So we've known each other quite a good amount of our lives. Almost 20 years.
0: Yeah, that's nuts.
1: I think I'm 32. Yeah. Four kids throws a lot, a lot of it. Um... We've got four kids, been married 10 years, and it's just been smooth sailing since Super, day one. So, it's
0: been so smooth. It's almost been too easy. Yeah, honestly. too easy. All like, the time. It feels like it should get, I, I want it to be a little harder Almost. you yeah. So
1: yeah.
0: Well. No, it's I, been an awesome journey. Yeah, it has been. A journey it's yeah. been. Yeah. Uh, just getting here today, the practicals of having a baby we're passing off to each other in a podcast. I, I, I got to imagine people that are listening are going like either a I've already turned it off because I don't want to listen to a baby talk in the mics absolutely or uh you know some variation of that but uh I'd love to just have a conversation today like as if we were there's no mics and no cameras and yeah. all that stuff and we're just literally hanging out having a conversation letting people in a little bit more to who who we are in our lives and yeah. you're the most important person in the world to me yeah obviously And when I think about starting this podcast and being able to begin to introduce people to the world, the 52 people who have made the biggest impact, you know, in my life, you are the the continual biggest impactor in my life, and I want the world to get to know you a little bit more. So uh, thanks for making it happen today, practically, with all this stuff. Um, We'll probably have a part two to this, just because we're not going to have a lot of time with the baby that we're holding, you're holding. But wanting to just jump in there's there's just like so much over this last year
1: mm. that
0: we've walked through, and uh we've grown in, yeah, challenges that we've faced uh walls that we've smashed into um and other whatever metaphor expressions that you could share which is the difficulty, but also like the beauty of mm. this last season mm-hmm. of our life in marriage uh. You know, I think it'd be cool for you to share just a little bit, even when you think about the 2022, just like one of the the bigger challenges, maybe even in your life personally as an individual or like even our marriage that you feel like um, you've experienced in 2022 with all of the transitions and things that we've experienced as a family. Pause on that before you answer that. You said 10 years of being married, met in middle school and high school. She's probably going to be a podcast host when she gets older (laughs) or preacher or singer. We've lived here in Washington State for five and a half years. years. We are pastors together. Um, There's a lot of different things that you're passionate about and gifted in. Uh, One of the greatest things that I've watched you walk into is motherhood. Mm. Having four children, like you mentioned, under seven, two boys, two girls. Uh, It's also been probably one of the more challenging journeys is of your life too and then there's this whole fitness nutrition health
1: mm-hmm. kind
0: of world that you've had a passion for as well so will you maybe give that kind of quick like just the the snapshot before the difficult of 2022 stuff or the challenges like maybe even a little bit more who are you in the the ministry the fitness nutrition the mother kind of space that makes you up a little bit
1: yeah i have a degree in Christian educational ministries. Um, So I really walked into my growing up years as going like the Lord's called me into ministry and that's where I feel like I'm supposed to give my heart and my life and my time. And so I grew up uh, walking forward and walking that out and begin walking that out. And then graduated a college degree and was working in a frozen yogurt shop that I had been at for five years off and on before that.
0: Went to Bible college with that ministry kind of thread. I want to be in the ministry space, get a ministry degree.
1: Yeah. Wasn't sure of what that was going to look like.
0: Yeah.
1: I knew I had a passion and a call on my life for youth ministry. And so I knew that was going to be involved in my life some way, somehow. And through that really recognized as I've journeyed over the past 10, 10, 12 years, recognizing I could really come to a place of recognizing that for me, it's not just church ministry, but that like my calling and my ministry can be in any vocation. Right. Like, worked at a Frozen Yogurt Shop, worked at a pregnancy center, doing presentations in high school classrooms and been in fitness for the past eight years. Yeah. Training in health coaching yeah. and in a gym, in my garage, in a shed, whatever it looks like, but recognizing that for me, the Lord has really taken me on the journey that ministry and my calling is not just inside the walls of a church. yeah. And then back now in this season, obviously back in the walls of a church, I haven't been on staff at a church until we planted the campus that we're at here. And so I'm go- jumping back into that place where the Lord's going like, this is this is what it looks like, but it also doesn't just look like the church walls right. for you in this season. And so a huge component, I mean, the biggest component of that is being mom in this season and what the Lord is doing in me and through me in raising our four kids
0: yeah it's been something over this last year especially right because we we added a kid so number four this last year 2022 we launched a a camp relaunched kind of a campus but really for the first time for us uh, leading a church at the end of 2021 yeah but first full year 2022 um and you like you mentioned were you have been still are very involved in the church, in the ministry and yeah. leading like, tell me more about how hard that that's been because I know, I mean, the tension that you've felt, you said it so beautifully, but like learning that your call of ministry can be carried out and fulfilled no matter what season or where it's at, it doesn't have to be on staff or with an official title at yeah. a church. Right. You're, you've you totally been walking in that, but how has it been trying to navigate this last year with you know being a mom of four with a newborn a toddler and younger boys that are getting into school for the first time still being a wife to me yeah and then leading a whole kids and family ministry and then so many other places in our church you're a part of uh tell us a little bit more about that
1: yeah i walked into it the first half of the year i was pregnant and it was good and had joy and thought like this is totally easy. Like this fourth is just easy. Like it just just gonna come with me wherever I go and whatever I do. And just gonna be it's gonna be the same as it was, but just another another kid added on. Uh and then recognizing getting into fall, jumping out of maternity leave and recognizing I have limits. Yeah. And begin feeling like this is more overwhelming. Then I was initially recognizing or allowing myself to fully understand the weight of of this, and yeah. I have and the tension that I constantly wrestle with and still am walking through is the there's a side of me that has such a great desire to want to do it all, yeah. and so I want to be fully involved in the church and do it. I love, like, I love it. I love what we get to do. And I love what the Lord's called us to do. And I want to take, take it to a greater level, like where I can, what my hands can touch and where I can go and how I can contribute. And I've got this desire to be involved there. And then I've got this desire to be mom and be all in and be fully present with my kids and recognizing like, I am the main discipler an impactor and influencer in their lives. And nobody else can be that or do that as much as I can. And so I've got this desire there and then I've got a desire in health and fitness that I want to be involved in. Right. Like I have these passions and things that the Lord has called me to. And then that tension of recognizing I have limits and I would like to do them all. And I would like to do them all well and efficiently. Um, but I can't yeah. because I'm human and there's God-given limits that the Lord's placed in my life. And I have to, I am, I have been recognizing them and I'm still having a hard time fully submitting to that. Yeah. Uh, that I have to live within those limits in different seasons. Yeah. And it doesn't take away calling or right. passion right. or gifting. Right. Like, right? None of those, Uh, are taken away or removed but there's seasons where there's priority of focus right
0: so limits that that is I think for so many especially younger moms or younger dads in the season where their identity has been shifting and altered because of transition and change additions to their family or whatever Mm -hmm. else how how like accepting and embracing your limits how did how did you come into that this year? And like, what are your thoughts on people that are in that same place of having to come to terms with like, I don't want to be okay with accepting Mm -hmm. and embracing my limits, but I'm hitting some realities that like I I do have them. Mm -hmm. And and maybe rather than continually wake up every day, exhausted and frustrated and disappointed in myself or the things around me, that there's something more God Uh designed for me to embrace these. Talk to me more about like what, How did it really come into be that you accepted and embraced Mm. those limits?
1: Great people in my life um, that have, that were calling out that place of recognizing like you have limits and telling me because I could feel it and I could feel the negative impacts of it and the unhealth of it. Sure, But conversations uh, with you, with my mom, with our lead pastor, Pastor Vaughn, in the most loving, supportive, encouraging way of like helping me recognize like I have limits and I have to submit to them. Even though I don't necessarily want to, like it's okay and it's good to submit to those limits because. We are not I'm not God, right? right? I'm not in control of everything. Right. As much as I want to be in control of everything. Like I cannot be. And it's not healthy when I am. It's it's benefiting absolutely nobody. It's not benefiting myself. It's not benefiting my kids. It's not right. benefiting you. It's not benefiting anybody around me. If I'm trying to push beyond those limits. Yeah. Because people aren't getting the aren't able to get the best in any of those areas. Yeah. And so the I am so thankful that I have people in my life that love me enough and care enough about me to call out those limits. Yeah, And I'm really thankful for that. And so through many conversations with you and then some conversations with those other wise women in my life, begin recognizing, okay, I have these limits. So what's it look like for me in this exact season to live within those boundaries and live within those limits. So begin walking that out, taking steps back at church for me is really hard and humbling and difficult. Yeah. But then as I step back and somebody else is able to step in and somebody that is not stuck within those limits in this season is able to impact so many more people for the gospel in this season and care and love at such a greater level. And as I release one thing off my plate here and here and here, I am able to take steps to be healthier for my kids, for you, my marriage, for the other people and relationships in my life that are closest to me and that really need that from me. Right. And so as I think about my friends that are in this similar season or people that I see on (laughs) social media, Right, that are are in a season where they are. They've got these really um, tangible limits because of young kids or other seasons. Right, that are, have nothing to do with young kids. Right. But I, obviously, I resonate and relate most with, really resonate sure. with this, this because of where lot. we're yes, at. Ah, uh, I just want to go. Like, it's okay, and it's like me preaching to myself right as i i think about them or as i look at them and go like it's okay like just slow down and take a step back
0: yeah like
1: allow yourself that permission as much as i want to fight against that in my own flesh right like there is just this grace and as we've walked through a season we've walked through a, a journey over this past fall yeah that's had a big impact on this so much for me and us, but of emotional and relational health, yeah, in our and our spiritual health, yeah. right? But emotional health and all these places, but recognizing that I've got God who created me for I don't have to do or be and accomplish everything in order to be loved by Him, yeah in order to be for him to delight in who I am, that that delight just comes from creating joy. Like Like, she doesn't have to do anything. Like I have so much delight in her yeah. Yeah. by watching her sleep by watching, you know, like doesn't matter what she's doing. And so as the Lord's taken me on this journey of recognizing that it's not out of what I do, um, that he finds pleasure in me yeah. or I get approval from him or even validation from other people. It's not about all these different things that I'm trying to do or be in this season right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my fulfillment ultimately comes from, I'm learning that my, my fulfillment comes from him and living in those limits allows me that grace and that protection to, be free in him.
0: Yes. And keep probably coming back to that,
1: coming yeah. back to him. Yeah.
0: Those limits help you keep those pursuit and fill up things with him possible. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause I've seen, I've seen, I've seen you walk in that even more in this mm-hmm. last season too. Okay. So like, um, and, and thank you, you have, you have blown my mind. You blow my mind. Period. You're, you're beautiful, really, really smart, You're very wise, discerning, forgiving, grace-filled. Uh, there's so many things I can say, but so, but of watching you really navigate this last season, not just for you, which has been really challenging, but but I, so I like I mentioned, in leaving the last episode, it's it's it was was the most. I still feel like I'm kind of in it, but coming mm-hmm. out of it, challenging year of my life personally. So then you also had to walk with me. Through a weaker season of my life, where I have in history historically been more just, I've been able to help and support and lean, you know, be a place for you to lean through difficult seasons that I have not been able to be as much. So you even had more weight there. Yeah. Um, like, what's helped you get through? What I think about you mentioned emotional healthy, spirituality, emotional healthy, kind of like your relationships. I think it'd be cool to just hear even a snapshot around that because it was. <laughs> Such a huge factor for us mm-hmm. together and individually in this last season of finding some resource and some support to helping us navigate what we were up against and what's going on inside of us and in our marriage. So, like, w- what was so great about emotional healthy spirituality or emotional healthy relationships in your versions of experiencing it? Right, because we had a couple different couple different things that we did.
1: Absolutely. So those courses are great in and of themselves, yeah. but what it has. My biggest thing, like my biggest win, if I look at my fall semester and what the Lord taught me and through different tools and resources and experiences and conversations, is that I have this ability to get in a moment and get in the presence of Jesus, yeah. no matter where I am. Yeah. And that's, it's been life changing. Like I, I've i known that, that I could do that. And I've encountered the Lord in worship services or in prayer time by myself and consistently throughout my life. But I have had a radical shift in teaching and then practicing right. what would be considered moments of silence and solitude. Now I am in a season where silence is not really uh, readily available Yeah, <laughs> or solitude even. Yes. <laughs> even. I got four little kids around me most of the time. Uh, Three because of a school day, but so these moments where I I have learned this new tool that whatever I'm doing, wherever I am, like I can enter into the presence of Jesus. Right. I can slow my mind and my emotions and my feelings and my thoughts, and close my eyes, or keep them open sometimes. And with a dance party blaring on in the background or kids yelling and fighting, like I can press into the Lord. Yeah. And meet with him right yeah. there and not have any agenda, not feel like I need to, uh, get help or something from him or do something for him. Like I can just sit in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And that has been the most life altering thing I've experienced. Yeah. Because there's just peace Yeah, because it's just the presence of Jesus and yeah. there's joy.
0: Did that happen immediately or did it take? No.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> I think it's good to mention. Absolutely
1: not. And so taking these moments, what I'm practically doing has started doing is taking two moments and putting a timer on my phone or not putting a timer on my phone because it wasn't by me right. and try and take about two minutes, two or three minutes and just go, okay, I'm going to silence and slow my brain and my thoughts and try to think about the Lord. And so doing that and it was messy and, other thoughts kept coming up over and over and over, but recognizing as I continue practicing, like as I get in the gym, right? And I'm lifting, trying to retrain my body after having a baby and in a season where i have not been in the gym much, yeah. working out much, like five pound weights sometimes feel heavy on my shoulders. I'm like, oh man, this is, this is crazy how heavy this feels. But as I keep doing those five pound weights and then I grab the 10s and then I grab the 20s, like I can work my way up Yep. and it's just so, I can grab the twenties and not even think about it. Right. Same with that silence and solitude moment of like, now I'm at this place where yesterday, this is it's not perfect, but as I begin practicing it, more like, I can jump in and go like, just I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here with you. And I'm gonna dwell on you. And s- immediately go into that place, and feel His presence, instead of just forty thoughts waging war. And then that comes later in the afternoon as I try it again. But it is that I have seen the growth of the discipline, um, growth in that.
0: Yeah. I've, I have too. I mean, I've seen it not only, um, in your life and in, in how it's impacted you personally mm-hmm. and how it's overflowed into our marriage and how it's overflowed into me. Um, and it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. It's a game changer. It's it's, it's a, that whole process, I, I'd encourage anybody that's listening, if you haven't read or walked through one of those, you know, kind of discipleship courses that Emotionally Healthy Spirituality uh, by Peter Schizero and his wife, Jerry, have put mm-hmm. out or are putting out. Um, it, it's incredible. And it, we've we've got we, this last year. We probably went through, you know, I went through personally probably three, two or three different rounds yeah. of it doing the book and the workbook and a group but then also, you know, some other things with you, emotionally, like the relationships, and just, there's just so much in that, that, yeah, you know, really, it's, it's not just about that. It's about how that helps create in me and in us a healthier vessel to be able to experience more of God yep. and relationships the way he designed us to. Yep, You know, I think that that's important to mention because I, I know that there's some people that go, oh, well, it's just like a, Hoorah, hoo hoo, like meditations, think about it. be quiet and still your soul. And, you know, like where's the where's the gospel, where's the Bible? You know, and there's so much rich biblical, you know, not only foundation to the stuff that Peter and Jerry have written, but it's it's so that I can really, you know, when that time comes with Jesus, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not scattered I'm not yep. all over the place yep. I can actually Press in into A, a peaceful Secure yep. place And absorb and, and retain The stuff that The spirit And the word Want to pour into me And into us
1: Yep And often for me I've found that If my brain Is just running I will Grab the bible And sit on a verse And think about that verse yep. And then Whatever truth that is Like sit in that In my silence and solitude And yeah. just like Literally let myself Visualize that verse Yeah Cause I'm a visual person. And so I, I look like I'm re-seeing it on my, like as I'm looking at it through my Bible and that lens of going, like I am thinking on the word of God, I'm yeah. letting it impact me and get into my heart and my life more. And so I'm thinking about Jesus. Yeah. And that's what's impacting every moment throughout my day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's Cause I don't know how much time we'll have. With her remaining, I'm, I want to and I want to try to answer maybe two or three questions that you know people. We had some people send in some questions. Okay. And I throw it up on Instagram. People send so and they were great questions by the way. If you sent some questions in, um, just marriage and then parenting. Yeah, real quick. Okay, this last year. Yep. Like one of the greatest struggles in our marriage or with me that you've watched the Lord do deep work in or are currently watching him do deep work in. Um. That can, on the other side of that coin, that may be our, what's the, what's some of the greatest uh, breakthrough that you've experienced or we've experienced from your perspective, just in our relationship and marriage in this last year?
1: Greatest struggle in marriage this past year. Both of us being in different places of our emotional health and our emotional journey and feeling overwhelmed and empty Yeah. in for different reasons and different um, in different days and different things that are heavy and weighty on us, and so being able to come together where we both feel a lot of extra weight and a lot of extra feelings that we are individually processing and then coming together, and that being even heavier in moments, and so when tensions come up, we're bringing all of that extra weight that we are walking through into those moments
0: yeah
1: uh and so having a harder time connecting in certain moments or in certain tension you know like disagreements right with with those um in the background
0: right yeah the, I, 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 you, tell me if you agree or disagree with this statement we i feel like in 2022 we have been weaker more consistently together mm-hmm. have had moments of vulnerable weakness together more than in, in any other of our years of marriage, absolutely and as difficult as that's been, whether they're just like you know not pretty moments or like wish moments we wish we could take back or mm-hmm. moments that we just don't even really have any strength to bring anything else but that to the yeah. table, there I think there have been more moments where the two of us together have been like i'm I, I'm weak right now or I'm struggling or I'm angry or whatever the truth of how we're really feeling is, and but we've brought it to each other and yeah. then to the Lord yeah. That's been really, really hard, but also really, really powerful. Yeah. Like, I feel like I know you so much more mm-hmm. now after this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like I trust you so much more now. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. And I know the depths of your heart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's not much deeper to go. In, in, and yeah. I mean, there's a, so much more to learn about you and grow in you. But like, right. there's just been a deeper level that has been tapped into this past year that has brought us yeah, together, closer. Yeah. Because of those, yeah, the weakness.
0: And in the moment, I didn't see or feel that. Nope. All right, I'm probably, I'm sure you didn't either. But, but just, I, I mean, as an encouragement to people that are going through difficult stuff in their marriages or relationships, like if if you can br- bring a, a vulnerable and humble,
1: yeah.
0: authentic self to your spouse and allow them to see, like you're not as strong as you feel like you need to be, or it's it's okay mm-hmm. to fail, and there's something that's so connecting and unifying that can come, especially when it's built on Jesus. Yep. Right. I mean, I think it's pretty ho- impossible without that. Absolutely. I'm sure there's ways t- to feel that, but I mean, Jesus is obviously the biggest thing for us. Mm-hmm. That's the common denominator to that, that not being a, a, a really toxic thing. Yes. But a really beautiful and redemptive thing. Yeah. So there's that for, for marriage. There's a lot more. I'm sure we can unpack there and maybe we will uh, a different episode, but parenting. Okay, four kids, right? It's a full-time job and more. Um, you are it's been insane to watch you have any capacity to do anything in addition to just raising these kids while primarily I'm working in the ministry space to to have four kids to feed, dress, take care of, deal with their constant things all day. I, you know, I'm painting a really like picture of like it's terrible it's not obviously no. so much joy in in reward in that but like what's been one of the biggest things this year that you've seen as a challenge but maybe even a growth place for you just in parenting and as a mom thinking about those moms and dads out there maybe in a similar season just struggling with like I'm just failing at this and I just don't know what to do or where to go how how would how would what you've gone through this year be something that could encourage them
1: I could talk about parenting and my weaknesses and my flaws (laughs) and what the Lord has taught me and is teaching me for hours. I Mm -hmm. feel like that's, that is the biggest because of the season I am in. Like that's, that's the biggest thing in my life and in my heart. And, um, and I think recognizing like how much these kids mirror us, like I'm setting the temperature in the home. And so this morning I didn't set a healthy temperature. I woke up in a unhealthy place. And so what was overflowing in our home was not love and joy and peace. Right. And then I had to pause and reset and shift that. But like this, these kids are mirroring and they're, they're walking through and journeying with what I'm walking through and journeying with and what you're walking through and journeying with. Yeah. And so I can, for me, these learning how to go back to the Lord, right? That like, I can be all over the place emotionally and mentally and thoughts-wise and physically. If I had too much caffeine that day, whatever it is.
0: <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> too much chocolate. It's caffeine and chocolate. So it's caffeine
1: and chocolate. Um, But like, I can go back and find yeah. everything I need in that source, in my moment, the Lord. And so for these kids, right, that is, I've got this incredible gift gift. We have this incredible gift to go. We can be all over the place, unhealthy, or decent, and then unhealthy moments in it. Yeah. And then they're spiraling because of that. But like what I can do is I can lead them back to a one minute moment where I can go, Hey, mommy's unhealthy today. I have been unkind or I am super overwhelmed, but you know what? I'm choosing to pause in this moment and recognize I have been unkind in my speech. I have not pointed you to Jesus. And Mm. as I verbalize these things in a way that they can understand enough for each of their age level. But as I, uh, repent essentially, right. It's that like repenting, communicating where I'm at and then asking for forgiveness and leading them to a moment of like, okay, we're going to change from here on forward. Yeah. Here's how I'm going to change. Will you pray with me? Yeah. You might not want to pray right now, but I'm going to pray for my heart and yeah. I'm going to pray for your heart. Yeah. And so as parents, as we're journeying and going like, this is, I'm carrying all these things. I'm living outside of my limits right now. I can't take something off my plate. Yeah. So my kids aren't getting all these moments of health of me throughout the day. What we can do and what you can do is take intentional moments yeah. as you're driving as you're sitting at the kitchen table as you are doing right. dishes and then getting on your knees and going i'm gonna pause right here and just having a that resetting moment of like let's turn to jesus together Or i need to repent and apologize and say i'm sorry for how i've treated you and ask for forgiveness because our modeling of those things, right. As they mirror us, our modeling of those things is what's going to continue to teach them. Like, Hey, my mom was messy and unhealthy, but I saw her apologize to me. Right. And she didn't make excuses all day long, but she had a moment or two where she apologized and repented.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I'm going to, I'm going to grab onto that. Yeah. And it might not impact them this week or this month, but like prayerfully by the grace of God over their life, over years of doing this, these kids, when they're 20 and 30, are going to be, they're going to learn how to press into the presence of Jesus. Yes. And how to repent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, the, the mirroring thing, they mirror everything, including <laughs> modeling humility and repentance and, and confession and apology, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I love that you said that because when I think about, we can't be perfect parents. Nope. You cannot be a perfect nope. mom. I can't be a perfect dad. We're going to fail. Period. Yep. And and so will our kids. Yep. As we continue to do after we're out of our parents' house, then they will be out of yep. our house one day. What you can do is show them what we do, who they are yep. when we fail, when we blow it, when we, you know, say something we wish we didn't, or we hurt somebody, or we whatever. And and that I love that and I've watched you do that and grown that so much and it's it's inspired me to be more in that way to think mm-hmm. every moment is redeemable with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Every moment. And that's through the humility to go, how can we turn, repent from this, start from this moment forward? I just love that. So thanks for sharing.
1: Absolutely. I know we're right there.
0: Okay. If we can do, I know she's got close to uh, a nap time. Here's how I'd love to finish. Just a couple like ready, rapid fire kind of questions. Top of your head. You're not thinking about it. You don't have to worry about like, what are people going to, my answer wasn't totally formed. Okay. So some questions that have come in. Uh, First question is this. Should you have a full plate in every season of life? Is it ever okay to not push so hard?
1: Yes. Step back. Step back. you got to listen to your limits.
0: Limits. I agree. Ask
1: the people around you if your plate's too full and if you're giving the best in all those areas and if not, figure out a way to step back and slow down.
0: Yeah. Next question. How to continue to date well with kids,
1: especially young kids.
0: Do you feel like we're dating well?
1: Sometimes. I agree. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Pursue it like you have made it a non-negotiable. Yes. Like the budget that we live in for you. Like we have to have yeah. childcare to go to. on a date. Have to. It's not an option. Yeah. Because if we're not pursuing our marriage and our relationship growth in the season, then it's it's non-negotiable.
0: Yeah. And it's something that like I'd rather I will regret more later yep. the money I didn't spend on yep. childcare than going like oh, I wish I wouldn't have spent so much money on childcare so I could. Date my wife more and right. have that space so I, I totally agree uh, question how does she feel about your relationship with Taylor Swift <laughs> <laughs> she's not very active I'm a very active part of our life anymore no. my life anymore no the been. mug
1: that was had both your faces on it broke
0: yeah I think you broke it somebody gave me a mug from years ago uh, with Taylor Swift and I uh, from the picture that we got together um, what is one thing that you learned about Chase after having kids
1: huh A lot of things. I learned a lot about kids. You have come alive. from having kids. Yeah. Um, I. I can't answer with one. I can't give one answer. I see the love of the father. Just at a greater and deeper level. The love that your father, pour, your, your earthly father yeah. gave you poured out and overflowing into our kids. And I see the way that Heavenly Father just flows through you. I could go on about that for a long time.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. that means a lot to me. Uh, how do you guys have or stay connected in the busyness of being pastors with lots of kids? Maybe outside of date night, are there ways that we stay or are intentional about being and staying connected? How do we do that?
1: Yeah. In the evenings when we put the kids to bed, there are intentional conversations that we have a couple nights a week at least. Yeah. I mean, we we really try to protect, I think, some of that time consistently.
0: Yes. Yeah. Agree. Agree. And some of the tools that we've learned this last year with emotional healthy relationships. Absolutely. And, you know, I forget the CC or whatever it's called, CCR or CR, whatever it's called, where you walk through some of those mm-hmm. questions, which we haven't done a ton, mm-hmm. but the idea and the concept of how to walk that kind of stuff out, I think yeah. has been helpful for us to actually connect when we do have that time where we're yeah. connecting. Uh, a couple more here. Um, how do you navigate seasons when in laws or family don't respect or appreciate your relationship and you? when it comes to dynamics of family. We we may not have that same kind of experience, but for just in-law dynamics, um, what's something that you would encourage somebody that's not got a great relationship or a great experience with them?
1: You and your spouse are on the same team. And you are unified, right? Like this is something that we... You're yeah. constantly learning and fleshing out, you know, like yeah. first and foremost, like we're on the same team Yes. and,
0: and, and our loyalty to our team is, is a priority before any other loyalties yeah. now yeah. that we are married.
1: Yeah. No matter the level of healthy relationship that we've got with our individual families and with our in-laws, our priority is to be unified together and love, love one another first. Um, but there's just like the person that you love came from those people. And so there's going to be something fantastic and wonderful right. coming from those people that like can be your job and your mission to find. Yeah. And so if it's one thing that you find that you love about them and you connect about them, like you celebrate in those, those things, I think is such an important piece. Um, but continual conversations with your spouse is I think the most important part. Yeah. Humble, grace-filled conversation. Yeah,
0: and and I would add to that. At ten years in, we're still having those. Com- we're still having and needing those conversations when it comes to our families. Yep. Right, and we, we come great. Families. Like, we come from great and healthy families who who really both love each of us yep. and each other, and and yet still in those moments we are. It's like it, we didn't just like check it off the box one year and now we're good. It's continually a conversation yep. to to stay on the same page and remind ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are on team Merrill, yep. Chase, and Holly before we are you know, obligated to anybody else's mm-hmm. team or loyalty. And you've grown so much in that too. I, and, I, and I think I have too. But yep. uh, it's definitely going to take both of us to walk that out. Okay, uh, just one more here. And uh, I think this is important just because a lot of people are in this space and wrestling, I think, with... Uh, there's so much to unpack with this question, but what's one thing that comes to your mind when you think about... Uh, how, or has, has childhood trauma or family origin impacted your marriage and how has God or is God healing you?
1: Absolutely. Because that's who you are. Right. Right. And that's how you're formed. Like so much of your identity and, um, will you repeat the second part of that question? Yeah.
0: So how, how has childhood trauma or family origin impacted your marriage and how, and how has God healed you? So maybe because of time, maybe not having to go into all of the detail of what that could be, but the "how is God healing you" part could be enough of a of an answer.
1: Uh, by bringing those areas, specific areas, to Him and asking Him how He feels about them. Yeah, right. right. Like, God, what do you? Because like I've got a lot of feelings and emotions, and I have history with this. Yeah, you have personal history, and I have personal history from my family of origin, experiences negative, positive. For us, it was positive, right? But for you and your family, that was negative. So true. we're bringing something different to the table. Or totally. we're like, this is was positive for me. This was positive for me. But when we bring it together, it's confusing.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
1: And true. so, going like, Lord, what do you think about this? Yes. Like, what's your truth say about this? Uh and recognizing that even the good things uh, were are not necessarily the healthiest. Are the most biblical sure way to do something right. or are not ultimate truth, even right. though they feel like my truth to right. me right uh it might not be the truth right, and so asking the lord the Lord to speak into it and then uh working out with a counselor, yeah, honestly, yes, like bringing in a voice that is wiser and that is not. Uh, in this relationship, or yeah. it's not just me or my girlfriend that I want to share my feelings with, Yeah. but seeking wise counsel yeah. that can speak into it and uh, ask the difficult questions and provide good tools and resources for how to heal and recover yeah. and get life into those areas.
0: Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for making it happen. Thanks yep. for... Overcoming all these things that we had to overcome to get here, let me finish with this um, you are incredible i would I would not be here right now doing this or anywhere near this or probably still in ministry probably a lot of yeah. things if it wasn't for the way that you've loved me and supported me mm-hmm. this last year 2022 show me the father's love unconditionally embraced me. Even when I felt unembraceable, un- forgiven me, trusted me, mm-hmm. followed me, had fun with me, pushed me, challenged me, um, so many things. And I just, I wanna honor you. Mm-hmm. I love you, like, with a depth of love that, like, words can't. I think you're smoking fire, hot baby mama, four kids deep. Still, uh, in fact, I'm probably more attracted to you now than I've ever been. And uh, not just on the outside physical beauty, but who you are continuing to become on the inside is just beautiful. And it's not perfect, I'm as I'm not, but it's real and it's beautiful. So I love you. I'm love excited you. for what this next year for our family, our marriage has. I'm excited to get more intentional about investing in our marriage yeah. and in our kids and get to do that with you as we become a joy-filled family over 2023. So there we go. Thanks for listening to the Chase Merrill Podcast. Until next time. See you.